0: Hey guys, welcome back to the Far Better Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Clark, and I have with me again today Aaron Gallagher. Uh, Aaron has a couple of interesting things about him. I I teased him when I first met him that he was the most interesting man in the world from a, a Christian perspective because almost every month after I first met Aaron, I learned something new that was just insane that he was doing that or that he did that. Uh, This man sitting next to me is one of the most talented men that I know. Uh, I'll say that for him because I know he won't say that about himself. But what we're going to talk about for just a few minutes today by way of introduction is tell us about the TV program you did. So, um,
1: (laughs) all right, when I lived in North Carolina, I um, got invited to an open call. A friend that I had met worked at a marketing agency. So she invited me to like an open call television commercial. Um, and so I went, cause I heard I would get a free Olive Garden gift certificate. There right? you go. So I went and, um, like did the audition, read off the teleprompter and the lady came up to me and she's like, you who are you with? And I was working for a secular company. I was like, oh, I'm with Gurstel." She's like, I've never heard of that agency. I was like, no, 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 no I'm, I'm not with an agency. So anyway, you know, I just read off a teleprompter, which, you know, I thought she, she actually said, how long have you been doing this? And I said, reading, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> so, um, anyway, I got that commercial and that, Led me into uh, signing with an agency while I was working my secular job. So I did a lot of TV commercials. For um, I did one for Pepsi with the Carolina Panthers, which was cool. I got to meet their running back, and um, he was gigantic.
0: Who was their running back then? Oh, he's
1: number twenty six. Is I was Jonathan Stewart or Edwards? Yeah, Jonathan Stewart. Stewart. Yeah. I was getting names mixed up. Yeah, yeah, Jonathan Stewart. They had me in his jersey. Twenty. Huh. I think I have a picture somewhere in him next to me. And, um, he was massive Yeah. on TV. He looks little, Yeah. but next to him, he, I mean, I'm six, four yeah. and he was massive, you know? <laughs> so yeah, I couldn't believe when I saw him on TV, I'm like, but anyway, so I did stuff like that, Home Depot, Lowe's, um, different TV commercials. And then one day my agent called and said, um, uh, Hey, you know, you shoot guns, right? And I said, yeah, I grew up with guns. And she said, would you be interested in auditioning for hosting a TV, a gun show? I was like, yes, that's probably yeah. <laughs> be the best one you've called me about. Yeah. And so I auditioned and got it. And um, for about three or four seasons um, on the Sportsman Channel, um, I did a show, Gallery of Guns. So I was the host with a co host with a girl named Anne Marie, who's real, real great. And basically, we just every year talked about all the new guns on the market. You know, every gun company would send us their newest ones and we'd shoot them and talk about them. And I got to meet, you know, world champion shooters, you know, Travis Tomasi and Jerry Mikulik and all these guys who were like, the world's best yeah, world record holders, shooters, and world champions, Olympic gold medalists. So I got to interview them. And basically all I did was said like, hey, this is a really nice gun. What do you think about it? And they would just talk about it. And yeah. I'd be like, great, let's go shoot some more. You know? Yeah. So I did that for a couple of years. And it's kind of funny how, you know, you, you, don't, you, don't, you can't know if something's Providence. But it's just funny to me how, you know, I did TV and got used to being on camera and used to reading teleprompters. And then uh, I came to GBN. Yeah. Literally the, the year I came to GBN, they stopped filming the show. They just mm. said, Hey, we don't know if we want to have the show anymore. So, you know, it was almost kind of like, in a sense, I want to ask you, I have a list of things I want to ask God yeah. one day, like, was this you? Yeah. You know, and I'm assuming he's probably going to say,
0: yeah, that was me, but I don't right. know,
1: but perhaps, you know.
0: Well, yeah, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. You know, with when I started out doing the web show lessons from a park bench, yeah. I never dreamed yeah. that I'd get to do a lot of the stuff that I'm able to do now. Yeah. And anytime I've, I've figured out why I'm doing some of the stuff that I do now, people point back to that and say, well, you know, we really liked that. And, and so it, you, that's one of the things yeah. on my list, too, is was that you? You know, yeah. was, would you tell me if that was you? Because that show led me to my wife, mm-hmm. you know, led me to GBN, led me to all the things that I'm really involved with now uh, in, in a major way. And yeah. so uh, actually led me to preaching school. So, yeah. um, you know, it's, it's, it's very neat to think about how'd that happen? Yeah. You know, I think about
1: David, right? So King yeah. David. You know, you think about him as a young boy shepherding sheep Mm -hmm. in a field, and God can look into his future and see he's going to kill Goliath. He's going to be the king of Israel. You know, Saul's slain his thousands. David's ten thousands. Right. And so that always, to me, I remember when I was younger praying to God, like, God, I will put in my work. I will study and read. And if you can use me for something... Like, feel free. If, if, if you see a character flaw and you don't want me to use me for something, that's fine. yeah But I always think, like, if you're a young guy out there, or maybe not even a young guy, just put in, the, put in your work. You know, work. I heard a quote once, pray as if everything depended on God, work as if everything depended on you. Mm-hmm. Not in the sense of trying to earn anything, but just trying to do the best you can with the gifts that, that God's given you. Yeah. And, you know, you just never know if you're maybe the next, in a sense, David shepherding sheep and God's preparing you for something bigger. Right. You know? But um,
0: And that's what we're talking about today is growing. Yeah, you know, yeah, David growing. had to grow to get to where he was. And one of the other things about Aaron that I'll mention, because it has to do with this topic, do you still listen to your podcasts and, and videos at like 2.0 speed or something like that? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Okay. Talk a little bit about that because your your reasoning when <laughs> I first found that out was, astounding because I couldn't believe someone did that. And I went, I went home that day and on my way home, I tried it and I thought I could probably get used to this, but I've never really learned how to do it. But explain why you'd listen at the speed that you listen to. So I I always, some, you know, I would listen to a lot of, I listen to a lot of sermons when I'm driving
1: and videos and, Mm -hmm. you know, like if I have to drive four or five hours to go preach somewhere, I'll find a video series, you know, okay, I can listen to these eight videos. And so some guys, you know, I, I started at the regular speed. Yeah. And I just kind of thought, you know what? If I can listen to stuff faster and comprehend it faster, I can basically um, listen to twice the amount of material other people could listen to. So I would start on YouTube. You can, you know, I, different apps like the GBN app. Yeah. You can listen up to two times the speed. Yeah. And obviously, if it's a guy that talks slower, it's easier. Right. Um, but I would start listening at 1.1, you know, 1.25, 1.5, 1.7. And now I pretty regularly listen to everything. Um, at like two and I have, um, a plugin that I can go faster if it's someone that talks slower, but huh. so, you know, I try to listen to most things, you know, if I have a 30 minute video and yeah. you know, I can listen to it 15 minutes, Right. you know, and you, in the course of a day, an eight hour day, I can listen almost 16 hours. No, I don't do that very often. Sure. Sure. But, but cause my brain gets tired. Right. But I can um, imagine. One of the um, side effects is I, people have told me I talk way faster than I used to.
0: Yeah. <laughs> So see, I had be a that negative, but I've had that said about my own preaching and I don't listen to stuff in 2.0 speed or 3.0 yeah. even. So, you know, maybe it's just the way I talk because I have a lot of stuff I want to get out. But yeah. when I preached at Somerville, I had some people come up to me and say, if you could just slow down a little bit, yeah. we would be. So I started giving outlines out yeah, yeah. <laughs> that way I didn't have to slow down and say, y'all just keep up with me. So, you know, continuing to grow though, that's something you, you wanted to develop a skill set. Mm-hmm. And so you went and you learned how to do that. And anything we do in life, you know, I'm looking across from you at your Bible. You've got notes all in it. You know, you're trying to grow. You're trying to do better, and that's the whole purpose of all of what we're supposed to do on this earth. And we have biblical examples of growth. So let me start by asking it this way: How was it that Jesus grew? Because it's hard to think about the Son of God growing. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean,
1: if you look like Luke 2:52, you know, it talks about how he grew in uh, increased or grew in wisdom stature, and in favor with God and men. So, I mean, you look through that wisdom, you know, the Greek word Sophia, just he grew, which is kind of crazy, you know, because I think sometimes we think like, you know, five-year-old Jesus was omniscient. You know, I don't Mm -hmm. think that's how it worked. It says he grew in wisdom, which is just another testament to God's nature that he said, you know what, I'm God, but I'm still going to leave heaven, empty myself, and take the form of a servant. Yeah. And I'm going to learn things the way most people learn them. Right. At least up until, you know, the, probably the time of 30 when he was baptized. And um, so it, it just, you know, he grew in that wisdom and stature. I mean, he just he grew up. He, yeah. was, he was a kid. There was a little Jesus, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. And you, you, you and I have seen the pictures before. I started to, to preach this every time I was talking about Jesus's appearance because Jesus was not white. You yeah, know, no, he just wasn't, no. he didn't have the long flowing hair yeah. and all that kind of stuff. He didn't look, he, he was manly. Yeah. You know, he was a carpenter. Yeah. You're not, you're not somebody that is weak as no. a carpenter. And that idea of growing in stature means that he grew, like you said, physically speaking, yeah. and you had to be strong to work in carpentry. Yeah, You know, you, you don't have a lot of the shortcuts that even exist today. And, and carpentry is still a very hard profession to have. Yeah. And so you, you think about the growth that Jesus experienced and I think it is a humbling thing to consider that Jesus knew that he'd have to go through that when he came to the earth. Yeah. He didn't leave heaven and come to earth as he was in heaven. Yeah. He gave up stuff. That's what Philippians 2 is talking about, yeah. that he gave up everything that he had in heaven to come down and be a servant and to live on this earth. And I, I would imagine, even though he would have known, you know, at evidently the age of 12, that he was about his father's business. That's right. How frustrating do you think it might have been for Jesus to to know I was this, now I'm this, and I'm I'm going toward, but the love that he had for us was to the point where he didn't care about having to grow. Yeah. He was willing to do that. That's impressive, and if Jesus, the son of God, who had a part in creation, John 1, 1 through 3, mm-hmm. if he can say, hey, I'll, I'll come and grow, Who are we to try to stunt our own growth and say, we don't need to do that? That's not about us. Isn't it funny? I mean, I
1: think the more I think about different topics like this, it's almost like, you know, God, God basically never requires anything more of us than he didn't do himself. Yeah. I mean, think about it. He created Adam. When Adam was created, he was a mature individual. Yeah. He wasn't a six-year-old that grew in the garden. I mean, he was, I don't know, 20, 30. I don't know how old he was. When he was two seconds old, he's 30. Yeah. He's got a mind full of knowledge. Yeah, God knew how to do that. I mean, I always think about how—I mean, what kind—the nature of God, how humble He is, even though He's all powerful. He could have shown up in chariots of fire, yeah, as a mature thirty-year-old. He could have showed up on the scene and said, "I'm here. I'm the Son of God." But no, He went to a poor family in a poor <laughs> right. town and grew up yeah. and learned all these things. It just—it—it's
0: not what I would have done. No, I mean, and the the humility. Yeah, I think when we talk about continuing to grow. Mm-hmm the number one word that needs to be on our mind is, is humility yeah. because we'll, we'll get to that at the last question, but we, we have to remember we're not all that, you know, we're not the greatest thing since sliced bread or whatever, you know, I, I've always thought that phrase was funny because sliced bread's not really that impressive compared to other things <laughs> that we've done. But you know, that, that's the idea that too many of us, we stunt our growth when we start to act like we're better than people That's right. and we start to act like we've arrived and Jesus never did that. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, Jesus growing is a, a kind of a comical thing to think about at first yeah. until you realize the importance behind it that he says, hey, if I'm willing to grow, so should we, yeah. you know, be willing to grow. And the, the apostles themselves put some emphasis on growth. You know, what, what specific emphasis did they put on growing in, in the faith and whatnot?
1: Well, I immediately, you know, when I think about passages that come to mind, you know, I think about Peter and some of his writings. I mean, you know, you, you look at certain passages. I'm going to flip over my Bible. Um, you know, Peter basically said, look, if you don't want to fall, if you don't want to stumble, what's the explanation? You need mm-hmm. to grow. I mean, in Second Peter uh, chapter 1, in verse 5, for this reason, give all diligence, all eagerness, zeal, add to your faith virtue, to virtue knowledge. All these add. You, know, yeah. somehow this is, you need to grow into these things. Right. Faith, virtue, virtue, knowledge, knowledge, self-control. I'm going to speed it up. Perseverance, godliness, brotherly kindness, love. For if... Conditional. These things are yours and abound. You'll neither be barren nor unfruitful. Remember, we talked about the one of the worst things I think for Christians is when they're that third soil that the seed takes root and it grows up and then the cares and pleasures of the Mm -hmm. world choke it out and they don't become fruitful. Right. I am afraid, and this was me for a while. I'm afraid there's a lot of members of the church who have been baptized and think I'm good. Yeah. And they don't grow. Right. And they don't and it makes it worries me because for he who lacks these things, someone who hasn't grown into these things, is short-sighted even to blindness, has forgotten he was cleansed from his old sins. They, they forget, you know, when, when someone's maybe, oh, I don't want to go to worship. It's yeah. like, do you remember where you were? Like, right. And I've been there. I'm not trying to say I never wake up on a Sunday tired and sure. like, man, I'm tired, you know? Yeah. But just remember, it says, when you forget all these things, you don't grow. The opposite is that you'll forget your cleanse from your sins. Then verse 10. Be more diligent to make your call and election sure. For if you do these things, if you grow, you will never stumble. Well, what if I don't grow? I don't want any of my brethren to stumble. Mm-hmm. But that's the scary thing is I think people
0: think that, I think people think growing is not a command. Right. You know? It's just something we do when it's convenient. Yeah. Uh, every year that I was in local work, I tried to add something to my repertoire. You know, I, I tried to add a skill set. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, one of the first things that I tried to add was I wanted to be more concise in my preaching. So one of the things I did was I, I cut out the third point. Okay. And the third point from that point forward was application. Okay. I always called Smart. it that. Yeah. And so now I knew I had two points to really hit the heart of the matter of what I was trying to discuss. Mm-hmm. And then I had to wrap it up and make it applicable, mm-hmm. which helped me in my writing, because instead of saying, all right, what's this third point going to be? I really don't have a third point, but, you know, the scriptural thing to do is to have three <laughs> points in <and> a conclusion. <laughs> instead, it was, how can I go back to what we've already discussed and give it to them again? Yeah. And it helped my preaching. Yeah. I then tried to learn how to do graphics and do other things do little printable outlines things of that nature. When I worked at GBN, admittedly, I didn't have the desire to learn audio and video and things of that nature, which I kind of I've I've jokingly told Adam a couple of times. I'm really sorry I didn't listen to him. Yeah. You know, he edits these for us, so he might have heard that, yeah. Adam. If you did, I am sorry <laughs> because I could have learned so much more if I had had that desire to grow. Mm-hmm. And now I'm involved in, you know, working at the network of, for scattered abroad. I'm involved yeah. in doing the Memphis School of Preaching work, yeah. and I'm involved with this type of stuff on a regular basis. And yeah. I think, what could I know? Yeah. If I had just tried to learn it back then. Yeah. And it's to that point now where it's almost this insatiable desire. To figure it out. To learn. Yeah. To learn more. How can I increase and make it better? Because if I can increase this skill set, the kingdom might be able to be furthered yeah. into this country. More people might be able to become a part of it. Or maybe we get more students here at yeah. the school or whatever it might be. That's the idea of growing in in skill sets. Yeah. But if I don't look at my faith the same way, yeah. I got a problem. Yeah. You know, and like you said, add. That's not a question of, you know, maybe you should do this. It's a command. You must do this if you want to grow. And, you know, later in uh, 2 Peter 3.18,
1: it says, but grow, and that's imperative. That's an imperative voice Mm -hmm. in Greek. It's a command. Yeah. And it's like, you know, it's funny you mentioned that about Adam because I think about, you said something earlier that really, I think I just want to reemphasize because it's awesome. God doesn't need me. Yeah. God doesn't need you. He wants to use us. Mm -hmm. But I guess it's that idea of, If we ever get to the point where we think we don't need to learn anymore, that's dangerous. Yeah. Because if you ever get to the point where you think I don't have anything more to learn, you better watch out. Yeah. Because the devil is looking for people like that because pride comes before a fall. That's right. And if anyone out there listening, and this is to myself too, I have to number one, always have a learner's attitude. You you mentioned Adam. Okay. So when I I played baseball in college, Mm -hmm. I was a pitcher. There's another thing I didn't know about you. See, most interesting (laughs) Christian in the world, guys. Uh, So I uh, played baseball in college, right? So it was maybe my, I I was not a big pitcher in high school, pitched a little bit, but Mm -hmm. it was more like an outfielder. So I go to college, my baseball coach is like, you're a pitcher now. I'm like, oh, okay, why? He's like, because I knew your dad. And my dad was a really good baseball player, right? Well, my college coach knew that, but I apparently didn't. I didn't listen because he's my dad, right? Right. Your dad doesn't know anything when you're a teenager. So I remember I called my dad, maybe my junior year, and we would go to Florida spring trip and play games the whole spring break. Yeah. And so I called dad and he's like, how the game go? I'm like, oh, dad, it went awesome. I, you know, I threw like a complete game and I struck out like a lot of people and he's like, what did you do differently? I'm like, uh, okay, well, you're right. I don't normally do that. But <laughs> I said, I started throwing a change up, straight change up. Right. So for those of you who aren't baseball players, when you throw a fastball, you have a flat wrist to mm-hmm. the batter. Well, a straight change up, I'm showing Michael, but. You see how that wrist is flat. Yeah. When you throw a curveball, it's thin. Right. So, if you just throw two pitches, fastball, curve, they can read your wrist if they're right. a good hitter. So, I started throwing a fastball and a changeup, which is the same flat wrist. And so, basically, if you have a good hitter and they're watching your wrist, they still can't tell. So yeah. I struck out a ton of guys. So, I tell my dad about this. My dad just starts laughing and I'm like, why? Why are you laughing? He's like, Aaron. I tried to teach you a straight changeup when you were twelve, when you were thirteen, when you were fourteen, when you were fifteen. <laughs> so literally at that point in time, I'm like nineteen. Yeah. So my dad had try, been trying to teach me something for the last seven years, but I had this attitude of I know it all. I'm a teenager, and my dad, it's my dad, even though he played at a Division One schools, like you know, their ace as a pitcher, and yeah. played sort of semi minor league ball. Like I just thought I knew it all. And it's the same thing as a Christian like my recommendation to somebody would be go to one of your elders and say I want you to study with me if you're a young guy, right? Even if you're a preacher, go to sit down once a week and study with one of your elders because mm-hmm. I guarantee you, you don't have it all figured out, you know. And even if you are very let's say you're a Bible scholar, you can still learn stuff from other yeah. you know, other members of the church. So, yeah, you need to always be have that attitude of trying to grow.
0: Yeah, and that idea of of ever arriving you know, no. oh, at the end of our growth, would would indicate that anyone in this life has done that, and there's only one person that ever did, and it was Jesus. Yeah, Jesus is the only person that could ever have said, "I did arrive." Yeah, and I made, and he never talked like that. No, you know, e- even to the point. I-, I love the almost sarcasm you can hear when you read the passage where Jesus is asked by Pilate, "Are you the Son of God?" And he says, "If you know, if you say so, you, say you know, so kind of that mentality of." It's not really going to do anything for me to answer this, yeah. so I'm just going to, you know, it is as you say. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's it's up to you. And for Jesus to to reach that point of knowing exactly what to say and how to say it to the Sadducees and the Pharisees and all these individuals that would try to ensnare him, mm-hmm. how he could handle the devil's temptations. And I, I believe the devil visited Jesus more than we have recorded in scripture. Oh, sure. You know, we, we've got Matthew 4 and Luke 4, but I believe the devil was, was trying as hard as he could to get Jesus. It's not like after that, Jesus, you know, was untouchable to the devil. I wonder if John 6 where they
1: tried to take him and make him king. I yeah. wonder if that was influ- if the devil was influencing him.
0: Yeah. But I, I bet you're right. There's no way he'd literally just try those few yeah. times. Yeah. And then say, so, well, you know, I'm not going to get Jesus, so yeah. I better stop. Yeah. Because that would imply that if we could just reach that level, he would stop with us. But mm-hmm. you know, we're told he's a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. And he he'll eat anything. Absolutely. You know, anything that's available. That idea of ever arriving at the end of our growth, I think is great that you pointed out. If we would just go back to what we were supposed to do in the first place, we would probably see the greatest growth that we'll ever see. Yeah, But too often, we're not willing. And I, I think about from an, another sports perspective, and then I'll, I'll send it back to you for any comments, but Jamarcus Russell is one of those guys that everybody knows, so talented in college, played for LSU, was this great quarterback. Yeah. Number one overall pick by the Raiders. And one of the most famous stories about him was they, they kind of thought he wasn't watching film. And so they gave him a DVD and said, hey, Jamarcus, take this home. Tell us what plays you want for this upcoming game. We've got a couple of, you know, there's like 30 plays on there. Okay. He comes back the next day, and they said, you watch the tape? Man, Coach, put all of them in. I'm ready for all of them. The tape was blank. Oh, I didn't watch it. There wasn't it. anything on there at all, and they knew that he wasn't watching film. Wow. And yet he was acting like he was. Well, he he you know flamed out of the league, yeah. was one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL history. I mean, when you read quarterback lists of busts, he's almost always number one, yeah. or, or Ryan Leaf is, yeah. you know, it's one of those two. And it's often because they didn't continue to grow. Yeah. And you think of guys like Peyton Manning that is just known for watching film mm-hmm. for hours on end. And now I just noticed that this season, he and Eli Manning are doing Monday night football, where they're actually talking about the game and giving you the perspective. So he's still watching film. He's not yeah. even playing anymore, wow. and he's still watching film. Yeah. And he said in one of those that I watched, he said, "I just love the game and want to continue to learn." Yeah, that should be my goal with Absolutely. Christianity, right? Absolutely. I mean, it's the greatest story ever told.
1: You have a yeah. cr- the the universe, the Creator speaks it into existence, right? And He gives you a book. Yeah, that you, this is how you can know Me. Why would you not want to be in this book all the time? Yeah. I mean, it's so in the deeper. The more I study, the more questions I've got. The deeper it gets on certain things. You yeah, know? and I'm just like, man. When I get to heaven, the first thing I want to do is watch a DVR from creation. Right. To, you know. <laughs> right. I got eternity. So right. You know.
0: You know. Just ask him. I just. I just want to see this stuff. Would wanna you mind? Watch it. Yeah. Would you mind? Yeah. Um. Now I. uh I'm thankful again that you were here this week. Sure. Thanks for having me. Glad that we had this opportunity to talk about continuing to grow next week. We're going to finish up these three episode arc, this three episode arc with Aaron on not being stressed. And I, I'm, I'm just coming out of a move, you know, so <laughs> yeah. I need this episode probably, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I, am thankful that we'll have the opportunity to talk about that for us. It'll be three minutes for you. It'll be one week. Uh, but Hey, that's what, uh, that's what it's good to know that we have other content here on the Scatter the Broad Network that you can go and listen to, content for every day of the week. And next week, I'm going to tell you one other thing about Aaron that you might not know that is uh, another thing that is very impressive about him That is, he's very talented at. So tune in next week. I don't think you'll regret it. But until then, let's please God now so our eternity is far better.